At the stroke of eleven on a cool April night, a woman named Joey Perone went overboard from a luxury deck of the cruise liner MV Sun Duchess. Plunging toward the dark Atlantic, Joey was too dumbfounded to panic. I married an asshole, she thought, knifing headfirst into the waves. The impact tore off her silk skirt, blouse, panties, wristwatch, and sandals, but Joey remained conscious and alert. Of course she did. She had been co-captain of her college swim team, a biographical nugget that her husband obviously had forgotten. Bobbing in its fizzy wake, Joey watched the gaily lit Sun Duchess continue steaming away at twenty nautical miles per hour. Evidently only one of the other 2,049 passengers was aware of what had happened, and he wasn't telling anybody. Bastard, Joey thought. She noticed that her bra was down around her waist, and she wriggled free of it. To the west, under a canopy of soft amber light, the coast of Florida was visible. Joey began to swim. The water of the Gulf Stream was slightly warmer than the air, but a brisk northeasterly wind had kicked up a messy and uncomfortable chop. Joey paced herself. To keep her mind off shark, she replayed the noteworthy events of the week-long cruise, which had begun almost as unpromisingly as it had ended. The Sun Duchess had departed Port Everglades three hours late because a raccoon had turned up berserk in the pastry kitchen. One of the chefs had wrestled the frothing critter into a sixty-gallon tin of guava custard before it had shredded the man's jowls and humped snarling to the depths of the ship. A capture team from Broward Animal Control had arrived, along with health inspectors and paramedics. Evacuated passengers were appeased with rum drinks and canapes. Later, while reboarding, Joey had passed the animal control officers trudging empty-handed down the gangplank. I bet they couldn't catch it she'd whispered to her husband. Despite the inconvenience caused by the raccoon, she'd found herself rooting for the addled little varmint. Rabies, her husband had said knowingly. Damn thing lays a claw on me, I'll own this friggin' cruise line. Oh, please, Chaz. From then on, you can call me Onassis. Think I'm kidding? The Sun Duchess was 855 feet long and weighed a shade more than 70,000 tons. Joey had learned this from a brochure she'd found in their stateroom. The itinerary included Puerto Rico, Nassau, and a private Bahamian island that the cruise lines had purchased, rumor had it, from the widow of a dismembered heroin trafficker. The last port of call before the ship returned to Fort Lauderdale was to be Key West. Chaz had selected the cruise himself, claiming it was a present for their wedding anniversary. The first evening he'd spent on the fantail slicing golf balls into the ocean. Initially, Joey had been annoyed that the Sun Duchess would offer a driving range, much less a fake rock-climbing wall and squash courts. She and Chaz could have stayed in Boca and done all that. No less preposterous was the ship's tanning parlor, which received heavy traffic whenever the skies turned overcast. The cruise company wanted every passenger to return home with either a bronze glow or a crimson burn, proof of their seven days in the tropics. As it turned out, Joey wound up scaling the rock wall and taking full advantage of the other amenities, even the two-lane bowling alley. The alternative was to eat and drink herself sick, gluttony being the principal recreation aboard cruise liners. The Sun Duchess was renowned for its 24-hour surf-and-turf buffets, and that's how Joey's husband had spent the hours between ports.